0: blood talk radio <laughs>
1: Good morning. Today is Sunday, December 13, 2015. The time is 10 a.m. You're listening to Queer Talk, an LGBT Hero Awards Talk radio show. I'm your host, Xavier Mejia. The LGBT Hero Awards Talk radio is a listener-funded progressive station that interviews guests from the world of entertainment, art and community, politics, public health and business, You're welcome to talk to us live by dialing 323-870-3984. On today's episode, we're joined by the founder of the Warm Smiles Project, Luis Feach. The project collects toys and blankets for kids and the elderly in Tijuana, Mexico. Good morning, Luis. How are you doing this morning? Xavier, I'm good. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I know you had a long night, so I... I, I did. Thank you. <laughs> I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, for uh, being up this morning and and calling us and, and being a part of the show. Um, uh, do you want to let our, our guests know a little bit about what you did last night?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so last night, uh, Flake's uh, Video Bar in the Hillcrest here down in San Diego uh, hosted a party an ugly sweater party um, for the benefiting the Warm Smiles Project, which is uh, the project that I do. Um, so everyone, we put on our ugly Christmas sweater, and you know everyone showed up and um, brought a donation, whether it was a toy or a blanket. And um, as you can probably hear by, by my voice, it was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so uh, you know, you and I met in 2004 in San Diego. I was working at the uh, center in San Diego at the time. Um, yeah. And, you know, so it's been a, we've known each other for a long time. Although distance keeps us apart, you know. You know, I think we're kind of well aware of what we're both doing in our lives. And one of the things I saw you uh, come up with some years back was this toy drive. Um, Can you first let people know a little bit about yourself and then, you know, segue into how the toy drive started? Okay.
0: Well, yeah, I, um, I, I lived in TJ in Tijuana for years. I pretty much can um, technically say that I grew up there. Um, so it was up until the age of sixteen that I moved up here to san diego um transferred to school over here and just um moved up here ever since but um needless to say i I have a lot of um a lot of love for t j and you know growing up there I saw the the constant need that there is you know um for people to help and there's oh there's so many kids and um living on the streets and it's quite sad you know i mean i think I think what I mean when you when you live there, um, it, it kind of starts seeing um, seeing normal. When you're driving around and you're at a stoplight and there's a kid that approaches you through window of your car and tries to sell you gum or something else, you kind of like start seeing it normal. But now you know when I still go back down there and I'm driving around, I I see it and it's just it just really hurts me. So I I I thought you know I want to I want to do something about it. I want to to con- to contribute in in, in any way. Um, so um I came up with the with the Warm Smiles project idea. That was um it was an ongoing uh, idea that I had in my mind for years and each year I would say, you know, Oh, I'm gonna do it this year, but then something would happen and I, I would just not do it. But it wasn't finally up until twenty uh two thousand twelve that um I was at I was at work, I was in my office and I and I started thinking it was during um, Thanksgiving season, and I started thinking, you know what? Oh my God! I remember this idea that I had to, you know, this this toy driver that I wanted to do, um, and um, and I and I thought to myself, you know what? I need to do it now. If I don't do it right now, it's just never going to happen. And so right. I posted a video on on face on YouTube, and like explaining my friends and and people, you know, this is what I want to do, and I, I shared it on my Facebook wall, and that's pretty much um, how, how it started, how it got started.
1: Right, yeah, and no, I remember seeing the video and uh, sending you a message saying, hey, you know, I, I, what a great idea, and uh, I, I, at the time, I thought it was sort of something that you were doing this one time. I didn't realize it was going to become such a big thing, and you have so many people helping you, and it's become now an annual ritual of sorts. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, so was- how did you- how did you decide to continue? What 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 inspired you to uh I know we're gonna talk a little bit about the details. I, I just wanna first kind of give people a sense of what we're we're talking about this morning. Yeah, so, so um,
0: basically – oh, sorry. So no, yeah, no, no, so
1: no, basically go ahead.
0: what what I do is um uh it, it usually I usually start with um, you know, uh bombarding people per se or like, you know, just putting the work out there around um Thanksgiving season to so basically um I collect uh toys. Each year I set up a a, a site or a place where I'm gonna be at. Um I, I make a video on YouTube and post it on my Facebook wall and then now there's a Facebook um page for for the project as well. Um and so I um on the video I usually let places and the dates and the time where I'm going to be collecting uh, toys and blankets. So the first year of the project started as just a toy drive, it was it was um, just exclusively toys that, that I was asking for. And the first year I was able to collect a little bit over 500 uh, toys, which was I thought was amazing. I, I honestly wasn't expecting that response or I wasn't expecting it to be so big. Just, you know, the first year and just putting a video on my Facebook wall, you know, it was so unofficial and, and just, I don't know. I mean, I was amazed by the response. But um, on that first year, someone donated a a, a blanket, and um, one an, an old lady that was at the site where we were delivering the toys um, asked if we could give it to her, and of course we did give it to her. And a friend of mine that had volunteered to go down with me to deliver the toys on Christmas Day, which is when we deliver them, um, took us a, a picture of of this lady, and it's up on the on the Warm Smiles Project page on Facebook, and it's such a I don't know. I think it's a beautiful picture because the lady said, you know, she's covered in, in the blanket and you can, you can feel that she the happiness and the warmth and that that she was feeling at that moment, not just physically, not just physical warmth, but emotional. Um, and so when I saw that picture after, you know, Christmas, when we, when we uh, delivered the donations, I thought, I want um, to add blankets to, to the toy drive. So the second year I added the blanket. So it's, so now it's a toy toy drive and blanket drive kind of like and that's kind of like where the where the name of the project comes from, the warmth Smiles. So the warmth represents, you know, the blankets for the elderly and then the smiles um the the toys for the kids because you know, which kid doesn't doesn't love a toy. So I typically start collecting everything um around Thanksgiving season and then everything is transported down to T J uh down to T one and several trips. And this all has to be done right before Christmas, because on Christmas Day, on December 25th, that's when we go ahead and, and deliver and hand out everything, all the donations. So we pretty much spent Christmas Day doing that. Um, and then with a, it's it's uh, my family and a group of my friends that vary each year um, who volunteer to go down with me on Christmas Day and, and go hand out this, this, all these donations, which is to me, it's kind of like also the the point of the project is to kind of like to keep the the spirit of Christmas alive and give these uh, these children hope. And then, I mean, hopefully, in in my crazy mind, what I think I I say, hopefully, you know, when they grow up, um, they might remember like, oh my God, I remember this group of friends uh, people that used to come in, you know, like they used to show up on Christmas Day and give us toys and, and blankets and whatnot, you know. And and hopefully that'll that'll plant a good you know hope seed in, in them and and um, and just maybe create a better future for them.
1: Wow, uh, I, you know there are many interviews that I conduct um, that have to do with, you know, paying it forward, and um, right, you know, but the reason the reason I bring that up is uh, very few times have I had the the the. Um, the moment where I feel like I'm going to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just hearing the the name of, uh, or the reason why uh, the project is called the Warm Smiles Project, the the combination of the warmth, warm, you know, being the... the reference to the blankets for the elderly and the smiles for the kids. You know, I was going to ask you as part. It's probably part of the natural process in our interview to get to that point. So, why do you call this the Warm Smiles Project? Oh. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be so emotional for me. Uh, yeah. uh, that that being said, uh, yeah, that totally represents why um, I I think it's important to really, you know, sort of. Let people know that this exists, that this project exists, and I think one of the things you say in one of your your YouTube videos is, "Look, if if you don't donate to our cause, please donate mm-hmm. to any toy, toy drive." Um, yes. The, the the and so in that sense, in that regard, you know, yes, let's let's make sure that during this holiday season that we keep keep the spirit alive of of giving and right. um but but I really wanted to make sure to give the proper time to your your project because I've seen it grow like you said from a short video one year without a name with the idea that you know you'd kind of do this and now it's become this bigger thing and um one of the things you touch upon that I that I um hadn't really thought about is if you're someone that lives or has grown up in, in TJ or or travels there often um whether it be uh work or, or leisure that uh-huh. it can be de- desensitizing to see the children and um, maybe elderly or um the level of poverty that you may see there it can be desensitizing and so yes. uh, one of the things you talk about is how you know in, later in your in your adolescence and or, Early adulthood, you you move to San Diego, and then you go back, and you start to see this from a different angle. Um, so, exactly, this, this is what's important to help something like this uh, to allow people to put on these you know these lenses and and, and see the need, and more than the need, also the 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 joy it brings these families, these kids, and these families, can you talk a little bit about that experience what 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 sort of the reception um what does the reception look like? What do these kids tell you? Do they know that you're coming um How do you decide where and and uh how do you where do you post yourself and or or send your team to?
0: sure so um in in regards to the the places where we where we go each year, which have been um different spots in the city um in regards to that, my dad is the one that's been an amazing help with that um he does currently live in t j and so he knows a lot of the areas that are where there's the most need um so what i what I always since day one with this project, I knew that I wanted to not always contribute to the same thing but i I wanted to go to different areas and different places where there's people, you know, in in severe need or, you know, in, in severe po- uh poverty. Um and so my dad has been a, been an amazing help um in regards to that. Um now in regards to the response, I, I always I kinda joke about it, but it's actually true. Um that I I typically have um what you would call a retarded reaction to that <laughs> or delayed reaction to that. Um, mm-hmm. Because when on Christmas Day, you know, when, when we're at the sites and we're handing everything out, um, I, I my mind is just so my mindset is just so on the focus of like okay let's do this, um, watch everything is, is everyone still here you know like I it's it's it last year it was a group of it was about. 15 of us so it's a big group of people um we're all riding in several cars and following each other not everyone knows their way in tj um we've been to areas where I'm not even i know where i'm at um and so i'm my mind is in so many different places because it's like okay i have to watch that everyone's following everyone and, and no one gets lost and you know and um and then when we're when we're there at the site like i said everyone's there like who tending what and like okay let's do that so after everything, after all that, like when I'm usually on my way back um, here to San Diego, that's when it actually starts hitting me, and that's when you know tears roll down my eyes. And mm. but it's it's I mean the the response that you get from kids, it's it's, uh, it's <laughs> and it gets me emotional too. It it's just so amazing, and it's so. It, it just makes you appreciate life so much, and it makes you be so grateful because of all the things that we see—the the conditions that most of these people live in, and and the children—and and yet they're so happy, and they still have a smile, and you know they they hug you and and or kiss your hand, or kiss you on the cheek, and and it's just—I mean there's there's a couple of pictures on 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 the uh, Worms Mouse Facebook page uh, where you can where you can actually see the you know the reaction from the kids um like last year we went to this um to this uh it's it's kind of like an orphanage for newborns this is for kids um starting from newborn up to the age of eighteen where um they uh, these all these kids are are born with um h i v or AIDS and unfortunately because of the ignorance of their families um and their parents, they're kicked out of their houses, so um mm-hmm. this place kind of shelters them. So we went there, and and I—that's the place where I just couldn't contain myself, and 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 I just had to step out, step away for a minute because I was, would, I was would, I would, like in tears, and it's right. and, and it's it's just so, like I said, to me it's it's just it It reminds me like to you know to be grateful for the things that that I have to you know have have a roof over my head and a plate with food on on the table, and a couple of my friends that have volunteer that have children actually they have taken their own children to to go and deliver and all the donations so that their children can learn to and appreciate so you know it it's I think it's great that that happens too that the project you know brings you know the smiles to the kids and the warmth to the um to the elderly and, and hopefully hope to all of them, but also you know on our side we're still learning so many things about life and you know learning how to be grateful and my friends' children are learning to to be grateful too and to learn to give and because I think you know that's what that's what the holiday season is about It's to really you know to uh, to give each other and help each other and so I think that's that's another thing that another great thing that comes out of the project you know the all the things that we are learning as you know the as, as volunteer.
1: So, you know, you're talking about um the operation, basically what it takes to coordinate something like this, which is mm-hmm. you know, you have to definitely uh engage people to donate, but once you have your donation, you also have to figure out where do you uh take these toys to and, and you're speaking about sort of the troops on the ground and you have your father that helps you uh, who lives in, in, in Tijuana and mm-hmm. you know so it sounds like there's a team of people that come out and things that you have to think about is sort of mapping this out you, uh, making sure that communication with uh, with each other st- stays on point that Correct. has a sense of transparency and accountability and making sure everyone stays together and, and that you know where people are at, the, at, at all times um, but you're also speaking about the hearts of the people who are choosing to participate who are now also bringing their kids along to really show the ethic of of uh being maybe your brother's keeper your sister's keeper and um you know you're talking a, a lot about sort of these uh moments that that makes this um you know just An important part of what makes the holidays um, magical and beautiful and you know uh, can you speak a little bit more about the conditions that you're talking about oh before I go on uh, and before I I ask you to to chime in I do want to let people know that if you're listening to this episode that on our page uh, on the on the site on the episode uh, description we do have a link to the warm smiles uh, project on Facebook. Okay. So these photos that you're talking about, you know, please check them out. You, you could really see a lot about what Luis is saying, which is, uh, the reaction that the, the, um, smiles that these kids, uh, are, you know, sort of giving in return and, and, and the joy that they present themselves with. Um, but you also see the, some of these team members and, and you really, it, there's nothing like seeing it, you know, seeing the toys themselves. Um, I'm going to ask you to speak about the conditions a little bit more that these kids live in because I think, you know, they're – there's probably different conditions, you know. Uh, I think in the U.S., usually when we think of poverty, it's usually at a homeless level. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the same? in, in T.J., can you, can you depict that for us? And then can you also then segue into what kind of toys do you look for? Uh, because I know that there is sort of... Uh, something that I, I saw I, I saw in your video that there are there are some toys that you want to avoid having to receive. So if you could talk yeah. a little bit about the conditions and then the kind of toys that, that you want uh to be able to to deliver. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So um one of the one of the places that we've gone um to um twice in in, in a row actually uh, the last two years we've gone to the T1 River um there is a section of the Tijuana river which is right by the border um where um all the people that want to uh, illegally cross over to the states to you know um to work and all that um and aren't deported that's where they end up being um also the thing is that most of these people are not even mexican they're people from um south america as well it's not just mexican people it's, it's people from peru from brazil from you know like um any anywhere in south america so they are literally living by the river um they cover themselves with pieces of cardboard or whatever they find um there are some children there there're not a lot of children there fortunately i i, I mean um i'm kind of glad about that because um, it's a it's a quite sad um you know it's just they're literally just right next to a river and and it's pretty pretty sad and, and pretty i mean there's that's not those are not living conditions you know for for any human being um, so that's one of the sites that we go to um <clears throat> we deliver a lot of the blankets we deliver there um as I mentioned there' there're not many kids there, so we don't deliver many of the toys there but um another place that we went to last year um it's called it's called um la Casa de doña Olga, which is doña olga's um house um it's this wonderful amazing lady um that uh she shelters about fifty children um that have been kicked out of their houses for whatever reason or they were living on the street so she feeds them she feeds them there and this is a house that it's i mean for lack of a better explanation it's really literally made of pieces of wood that have been donated to her mm. it's not it's not an, like an actual you know like a like a professionally or I don't know how to say it but like a well built house it yeah, it's not real, an, it's hasn't
1: been engineered
0: correct exactly, thank you. so it's you know, like I said, it's just you know made of pieces of wood um you walk into the house and it's quite it's quite small, considering you know the fact that she shelters fifty about fifty kids there um and and the moment you walk in when we went there last year, and also another thing that that I forgot to mention is that when we when my dad tells me about these places, I personally like going there before um christmas day because i want to make sure that it's that everything is legit that you know what they what these people are saying that they do they they are actually doing there's no abuse or there's no signs of abuse you know uh, to the children that are there um and just because i don't want to you know get our hands in something that it's not really you know um legit or that they're actually saying that they're doing something they're not right so so when i went to this place last year um I had heard of this lady uh, through uh, through friends, but I went there and it was. I mean, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't understand how how these poor kids and and herself going, Oh God, I couldn't understand how you know they they were living there and, and they were eating there. You I mean you walk in, and there's there's a couple of farms not too far from this place. So there's you know they have there's cows and, and the farms and, and horses and whatnot. So because this um, house is so close to that, there are flies all over the place. The moment you walk into this this house, and there are again, there are some of the pictures. I mean, there's pictures um, in the Worm Smells project where where you can see this this place. Um, you walk in, and, and flies are flying all over the place. Um, the table with the food for the kids is there, and the flies are just you know on, on the on the on the food of these children. But the thing is that because it, there's there's really nothing that they can do about the flies. I mean the house like i said is not engineered you know professionally engineered and and it's like it has cracks and and you know the fly fly in get in through that and it's just it's really um i mean i don't i, I think i I'm, i run out of words when i when i go there to to describe you know um how the the conditions that some of these people
1: it live sounds in, like it sounds like poor and extreme conditions that that you're talking about. And um, you say this is called La Casa de, de Olga? Did I say that right? De Doña Olga. Yeah. Oh the mm-hmm. Doña Olga. Oh okay. Yeah. Um uh you know I want to to uh segue into the next portion of the discussion which is the the toys. Um mm-hmm. you know, you spoke a little bit about this uh in your video but there's sort of a a prototype that you like to to stick with right there i believe there's like no violence uh that without violence can you uh sort of go down the list of things that you're looking for and the list that you you're not looking for
0: sure so so mainly what i ask is that they're new toys that they're not wrapped because um well, I would like to see what is it that's in the you know um in the in the box um so they' are new toys not wrapped um there is nothing uh that promotes violence um so like nothing like toy guns, even if it, they're water guns, I would rather not have any of that just because um, in my opinion, there's already you know too much violence going on in the world, and right. and I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't want to provide these kids with something that would promote that you know that would be like oh my god yeah I'm gonna kill you, even though it's you know playing but still I I I'm really I'm really big on that and I really like to emphasize that in to, to, to remember everyone please please nothing that you know that, that promotes violence. Um, also that they're not battery operated just because. As as I've been mentioning, you know, these kids live in extreme poverty. So, needless to say, they cannot afford to be buying batteries. Um, Right. And the last one, the last one is that they're not, um, they're not books, and especially not in English, because most of these kids, unfortunately, they don't know how to read, and they don't know how to read in English. And that, that I started specifying after the first year when I got a couple of books um, donated, and I thought it was great. But I thought, you know, who am I going to give these to? I mean, I can't give them to the kids because they don't know how to read and they don't know how to read in English.
1: Right. So, the intention I mean, is good, but but really the the practicality practicality doesn't seem to be appropriate.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So those
1: those ended up being donated
0: to um to a library here in, in San Diego, but um but yeah, those are the um, the specifications or the things that I that um that I tell you know um, when I make the videos like this is those are the only like you said part of like the protocol these specifications the things that you know that they're just not anything that promotes violence um that they're new and unwrapped um and um, they're not battery operated or are not books
1: great you know as your friend you know i know where to hit you up i can you know send you a text um yes WhatsApp, you know any of those things uh, i can call yes. you all those sorts of things but if if someone doesn't know you and is hearing about this project for the first time, um, where can they send a check to, to for, for toy purchases or where can they uh, obtain more information about the place to drop off toys? Sure. Right
0: now I think the, the best um, uh Outlet that I have, or the best thing, it would be through the Worms Moss Project uh, Facebook page. Um, I'm in the works and and talking to a friend of mine who who's offering his time to, um, to volunteer and to create a website um, for the project. That's mm-hmm. still in the works in very early stages. Um, but um, but for now, uh, the Worms Moss Project uh, Facebook page. That is uh, that's pretty much where. I post most of the thing, everything actually. Not most of the things, everything. Um, I start posting the videos of like the dates and the locations where I'm going to be at, collecting the toys. Um, I that's where we post the video. There's going to be another video again this year about the the um, the donation day, well, on Christmas. Um, a friend of mine is volunteering to go and and, and film everything. So there's going to be another video again this year of the actual day of the um, of the the delivery. Um, you can see a video of uh, last year's delivery on there um you can see all the photos um you can pretty much see everything and I, and i i really try to keep that as updated as possible the, the facebook page because i want to show everyone you know i want to put the pictures on there post them so to show everyone that has contributed in in this project in one way or another Everything that they've done, and you know the the difference that they've made. So um, I I I think that is the actual uh, best way to contact. If if there are any questions or anything, um, anyone who's listening can private message me um, through there, and I will be more than happy to answer any any questions that they might have. But yeah, so if if you go on on Facebook and just look up the Warm Smalls Project, and then just click like on it, um, you'll you'll start getting all the updates that I'm that I'm posting. Um, throughout, you know, this time of the year, which is when we're doing the project,
1: right? You know, so you have a lot of people who are helping you in in Hillcrest and in San Diego. Uh, I was yes. reading that the uh, San Ysidro uh, Port of Entry is the largest border crossing between San Diego and Tijuana, and then I was mm-hmm. also reading that it's the biggest land border crossing in the world. So there's a lot of yeah. traffic there. Um, (laughs) so, you know, and, and I remember, you know, being, you know, wanting to come back to San Diego from Tijuana and, 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 uh, it would be like a two hour, you know, line to get through or sometimes even longer, you know, the things that you see during that time is, can sometimes be overwhelming. You know, you're talking about Mm -hmm. some of the, the poverty that you see kids, um, uh living through you see sort of people on survival mode you see um people who work in San Diego but live in Tijuana and during this time of the holiday mm-hmm. i you know it's really when you can see how much um uh you know the 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 citizens of Tijuana uh, contribute to our economic boom here in in the US. Oh my God. You know, they're Absolutely. they're coming to work for minimum wage. Um uh, they're yeah. you know and, and and to a degree I also remember seeing many of these people who actually walk back who are not driving back but walk back with bags mm-hmm. of, you know, sometimes groceries and toys during this time of the year. And so you, you that also means that they're contributing to uh, our economic system. And so, you know, without getting too political, um, because, you know, I know we have a lot of sensitive topics around the border, some of it being around, uh, you know, the undocumented population. And you spoke a little bit about that earlier. Um, I'm wondering Mm -hmm. what is sort of the feedback you get from people um, in terms of why, why TJ and not San Diego? Why are you, you know, why and sometimes that you know people have this idea that oh well, we have enough uh issues here why don't we sort of help our own neighbor or our own community yeah. uh so what is have you had any sort of of, of people ask you that and what is the response that's a
0: good question actually because it has happened um and not only have they asked me why tj now san diego but i've also been asked or well i wasn't asked it was more of a unfortunately i was more kind of like pointed a finger at and criticized for doing toys instead of um, books or backpacks with uh, school supplies or stuff like Uh, that. Um, I mean, to the person that said that I was being materialistic and I was not really helping by giving them toys, um, I just tried to explain in the best possible way, you know, hey, we were all kids, and when you're a kid at Christmas, you know, that is the coolest thing in the world. Like, I remember – not even probably not even sleeping on Christmas Eve because I wanted it to be Christmas already to go under the tree and pull the gift the present that was you know the box that, that had my name on and I wanted to wrap it and open up and, and see what it was and so you know that that is that is one of the reasons why I you know I decided to to do to do toys just because you know like I said you know we've all been kids and we know the joy that brings you know to to have a toy to play with in Christmas and new toy. And I think especially if, if I, as I was saying earlier, if these kids, you know, see it coming from strangers, because we're pretty much strangers to them, um, I hope that that actually helps them see and, and realize that there's hope and, you know, that there's people that want to help and want to contribute and participate. And and hopefully it will give them, you know, a better outlook in life and, and just, you know, make them even better people. Um, in regards to why TJ not San Diego, it has been asked a couple of times um I've explained, you know, to them like as I said, you know, I I um I grew up in T J and you know, even though I was born here in San Diego and this is where I currently live and haven't lived for years and of course I love San Diego too. To so me, both are my hometown, you know, San Diego and, and, and T J. Um but it just started to me in in the uh, personally, um it was in T J because of the, the severe need that I feel that, that there is in, in Tijuana. I'm not saying there is not a need here in San Diego because of course there is, just like in every city. But um I feel I honestly feel in, in T one is a little bit more severe than it is here. But also, um, on that same topic, um there are future plans and hopefully this next this coming year will be the first year where I'm so I've been I've been uh, fantasizing and dancing around the idea of um doing Two events a year, as opposed to one event per year, which is what I what I do right now. So um, I'm thinking that maybe next year will be the first year we'll uh, we'll start doing two events. The first event would be during um, kind of like half the year, so it would be um, during the summer. I have a um, couple ideas as to what I want to do um, for the first for the summer event. Um, so and those were, will actually be here in San Diego. I, I also want to do something for San Diego, because like I said, you know, they're both my hometown. I was born here in San Diego, but raised in Cheez. But so I love them. I love both cities as much. And I mean, if it was up to me, trust me, I would help every city in the world.
1: Right. Absolutely. No, no, no. And and, you know, I think that that, that's valid. You know, I think you're always going to have someone that's uh, dissatisfied with your, your mission or your objective. People will always say, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you try that? exactly and really the, the The fact is everyone has ideas, not everyone implements them. and I think for that reason um i it, it's great to know that somebody like you has taken action and um you know the the best thing is if you could see other copycats you know I've, other people started taking on projects like this or creating developing projects like these whether it be San Diego Hillcrest in San Diego or Tijuana or you know their own communities um i would say Instead of questioning why, 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 you know, everybody who has a question like that, you know, please, like, I, you know, I encourage you to go ahead and take initiative and start something like this in your community. Um, oh, exactly. That's,
0: that's kind of like, you know, what kind of like when my response was with the with the guy that said, you know, why books and not, you know, um, I mean, school supplies. And I said, wow, that's an amazing idea. I would have never thought about it. Why don't you? Why don't you start one? You know, like for school supplies. Why don't you do that? And, Like, I was kind of like my way of saying, like, this is, you know, this is what I can do. This is what I'm doing. Like, but what are you doing? Like, you know, because I feel like it's so easy to point fingers and 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 then, you know, like it's like it makes you think, like, well, what am I doing? You know, like am I am I doing my part or not? But it's kind of you know, as the the saying goes, no good deed goes unpunished. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's 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 part. I guess it's part of the part of the the whole thing, you know, like you said, you know, um, people are going to ask questions. You're going to be like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And there's been a lot of people that have been trying to, for me to do other things with the project and and do that and do this. And I'm like, "Um, this is kind of like my baby. So I'm (laughs) I'm the one who
1: decides where it's going to (laughs) go. So, you know, as we're getting ready to wrap up, you know, I want to sort of ask you a little bit about, um, a recent trip to Oregon or your trip to Oregon I I, I had read on your Facebook uh, on the um, Warm Smiles Project Facebook page that a trip to Oregon also moved you um can you speak yes. a little bit about what what that's about
0: yes of course well being a uh, southern california of course you know we're quite um uh blessed um and spoiled more of a spoiled part with the fabulous weather here where you know it's like anything below 70 we're like freezing we're like oh my god this is so cold and it's only 68 degrees um so I went to uh Portland Oregon um not so long ago for the first time um I don't travel as much as I would like to um so um I had never been in Oregon or anywhere north of California actually before up until I went to Portland and I I did a, a little bit of Driving around, you know, I was, we weren't just in Portland. Um, there was, you know, we, were, we went to a couple of other towns and, and places around. Um, and it was quite cold up there. It was in about, like, I think it was probably in the 30s when we were there. So I got to experience firsthand and in the first time, you know, what real cold weather was. Because I had, even had, though I had been to the East Coast, I I didn't experience, get to experience really the, extreme cold weather. So um so when we were there I noticed there was a lot of homelessness in Portland as well, which I found to be quite sad. Um and, you know, walking through the streets because you know you're you're being a tourist and you're walking all over the all over town. I saw all these homeless people, you know, living like literally like on the sidewalks and just sleeping there just with their clothes on, like no blankets, nothing to 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 cover them and keep them from the cold. And and I and I say this honest to god every time i see that the first thing that comes up to my mind is like and i am covered and i have all these things like why why don't they why can't they have you know what i have why why can't they be in a house you know in a warm place um and so it 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 really stuck with me in my mind at that that i was thinking you know i'm you know i have all these layers of clothes because it's so cold and they, they don't they only have one or two layers of clothes and, and they're trying to sleep and I don't know how they can do it because I'm freezing and yet they're they're there, you know, and, they, and this is where they sleep every day and every night and just, it really was heartbreaking for me and it, and I know there's homelessness, in, in, unfortunately, in a lot of cities, um, you know, in the States and throughout the world, but I think, to me, what really, you know, kind of, um, was a little bit different for me was the fact that I, it was my first time in an actual, you know, state or city where it does actually get cold. Not like here down in Southern California. And I just, I mean, just me freezing myself. I couldn't understand like how they were they were feeling when they only had like most of them had like one or two layers of clothes, and and it was just it was really it was it was sad. And I tried not to just you know take that. Mental memory um, back, you know, like just it was like there's other parts of you know the, the the state and the city that I really enjoyed and and I try to also remember those ones, but for some reason that one pretty much stuck with me and and um and you know it's it's all these things that happen that I that 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 I go through in my life or that I see that you know trigger these emotions that. There um, that end up you know during things like the the project and, and make me want to, and make me want to do more things. Like I said, um, as I was mentioning earlier, there's so many more things that I would like to achieve with this project, and, and that I'm gonna try my best to. Um, and so, I mean, you, don't be surprised if you know next year we're doing something totally, completely different, as long as it's something you know giving back to the community and to and to people. So I feel like there's a, there's a need for so many different things, and, and I want to be I want to contribute at least a little bit to, you know, as much as I can.
1: Well, you know, whatever it is that you do next year, you know, keep us uh, keep us in the loop. Um, if you have your website that rolls out, let us know about it. We'll, you know, we'll make sure to get that to people. Um, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I will Thank say Thank you that- very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I would say that one of the things that uh, keeps me intrigued um, with what you're doing is definitely hearing the heart and spirit behind the the effort. And so, you know, even sharing your your awareness about where you are today, which may be different than where you were, you know, 10 years from now. Maybe that's why you're you're Absolutely. talking about it. But that being said, sharing your, your level of awareness that you're not just going to Oregon and... and Having a good time, but you're also in your own developmental journey. Uh, are taking note of uh, circumstances that you now, um, you know, use to help you take action back at home and, and, and use perspective. and And I appreciate you doing that because I I believe that in the long run, you're also teaching people to look at things differently and to take notice. and, and I think that's uh, a different part of the effort that you know we're we're not we're not giving a whole show about but there definitely can be a show about how do we raise awareness how do we raise other people's awareness so i appreciate that you do that
0: thank you thank you very much
1: so, no, but Luis, you know, again, want let us know how we can be of support here at, at the at the show. And it's been a pleasure. And once again, thank you for waking up early after having such a long <laughs> night at Split. What was me, it? Was I, it ugly
0: sweater night, I think I read? Yeah, it was an ugly sweater night. Yeah. So that was, that was a lot of fun, actually.
1: <laughs> and people came and brought toys to take, right? Toys and
0: blankets? Yes. They brought toys and blankets. They brought their donations and then hung around and because um, uh, there was an ugly sort of contest, so there were prizes for the winners. So people um, were there and it was it was it was a very fun night and I'm so. Thankful to Flicks um, Bar too end because they've been doing it for the last two years and it's been it's been amazing. The the turnout is always great and it it seems that each year it gets bigger and bigger, which is you know better because the more donations, the more people we can reach out to. So it's it's, it's it was amazing and I'm so thankful and thank you also to you um, for you know for inviting me to to talk about my project a little bit. Thank you so very much. I really really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and. Have a good day, and I'm going to give a you know, final few words here, but thank you. I appreciate you taking the time sure. to, to call in this morning. You have a good day. Thank please. you.
0: You do the I same, Peter. Thank you.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So this morning we have been talking to Louise Feech um, about the Warm Smiles Project, for more information on the Warm Smile Project, visit the link on our episode description. For more information on the LGBT Hero Awards, please visit the lgbtheroawards.com. I have been your host, Xavier Mejia. With that being said, have a good day.